because in some ways, right, Greg, there's mm-hmm. no way for you to get through that by yourself with your journal. Mm-hmm. Like you need right. to yes. step, step 100%. into it, like in our program, even as the yep. facilitators or because we're the facilitators, right. Of uh-huh. saying it and maybe being charged and letting us all be with that together, you know, so that yep. all of our nervous systems can be in that experience and, yep. you know, and get through it. Hey everyone, welcome to Disrupting Our Practice. I'm Shannon Patterson. And I'm Greg Flynn. This podcast is for white-bodied leadership and organization development consultants, facilitators, coaches, and trainers. This is a weekly podcast dedicated to the exploration of how we practitioners can disrupt our practices. Those practices where we are unwittingly perpetuating racism, oppression, and harm. And it's all in service to being able to co-create a culture of equity, justice, and healing. So we live in a world that truly works for everyone. Thanks for joining us as we work to disrupt our practice. Hey, Greg. Hi, Shannon. Hi. Hi, here we are. Nice to be with you. Yeah, likewise. Likewise. It's been a, uh, it's been a full summer. It has been a full summer, feeling very immersed in all things disrupting our practice for many reasons. So glad to be mm-hmm. talking together. Yeah, we've got our program is starting soon. We had a couple workshops a couple weeks ago. Really exciting. It is really exciting. It's feeling alive in my work too and projects I have mm. going on and, you know, where things of race and oppression are more explicitly in the room than they ever have been. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. just lots, lots kind of floating around in this realm for me. Well, cool. Let's, let's check in real quick and then we can dive into a conversation. How are you, how are you showing up today? I feel like pretty good capacity today. Um, a good sleep, feel myself settling and arriving. You know, you and I were, it took us 25 minutes to check in before we got started here, I think, and just mm-hmm. like make our way or I'll speak for myself, make my way from from other things. And so I feel much more present now. Getting to giggle about some things together felt good. Um, just to bring some lightness into things mm-hmm. and some connection. So yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling grounded and like I got a pretty full tank today. So that's how I'm showing up. Good. How are you showing up? I am tired. Mm. I didn't sleep very well last night. I, uh, I had dinner too late and mm. I knew that that was going to potentially impact things and it absolutely impacted things. And so I'm tired and I'm warmer than I, than I thought I would be. For some reason, I thought today would be a day that I should wear pants to where I'm going because I'm like, oh, it's cool enough. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, absolutely isn't. Um, so I'm a little warmer than I'd like to be. So all that's to say, I'm probably my capacity is a little bit lower than I might like. Mm-hmm. I'm otherwise feeling pretty good. Like, so I feel pretty present, even though I'm tired and emotionally feeling pretty grounded. So that's about it. I'm, you know, not necessarily a full tank, but not concerned necessarily. Okay. Good to know. I hear you on yeah. sleep and eating late. It's like not a good combination for me either. No, it, it makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I knew I should have had dinner earlier and I decided to take some time with a friend instead. 
which I do not regret, but I still wish I had gotten a little bit, gotten my dinner earlier. So Yeah. Yeah. So we were going to talk today about just some insights that have been coming up from us. I, I mentioned the, um, the, the workshops we did a couple weeks ago and getting ready to do the program. And so we, we scheduled a call with teachers and friends, Jenny Pearl and Dylan Wilder Quinn, who were on a handful of episodes back and just to kind of get some perspectives and support and, Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, had some really pretty good insights from that call. Yeah. That was a really helpful call just in preparation for disrupting our practice and things that are moving around inside of us as we get ready for that program. And, um, you know, think about being in community with our fellow colleagues and people who are in leadership development and organizational development and coaching and training. And, and, you know, that was even part of it for me too, is feeling the difference, you know, when you and I have done this, or I'll speak for myself when I've done this in the past, it's been friends and friends of friends and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, people that are not my my professional peers and colleagues. And so Mm. I really appreciated when Dylan highlighted that yesterday of just, Oh, when we step into Mm -hmm. kind of a new group, um, like same work, different, different audience, different community, just really slowing down that, that, that is different and is a kind of nervous system adjustment. And that Mm -hmm. really, that really helped me. Um, in many ways. So that, that in and of itself was, was, um, was really good Mm -hmm. to acknowledge. Yeah. It's another thing to track, right. Is like what, who, who's the audience that we're, that we're here facilitating or, um, or, you know, another way of thinking about it is like collaborating with, you know, in this, in the, in the environment and what are the potential implications of that? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think as facilitators yeah. or consultants, you know, when we move into a new client system or, mm-hmm. you know, or with a new group, or we've been working with a group of managers, and then we go and work with another group in the same organization, just even really slowing down, like, yeah, we need time here um, to kind of regulate together. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, I think there's, there's something about I don't know if this is part of what you were talking about when you were saying like the recognizing the, you know, the, the challenges with working with peers, professional peers, Mm -hmm. like there's something about um, the way we tend to think of professionalism and competency and expertise, expertise. And, you know, in academia, I don't know. I've, I was, I've not gone through the program you went through. Mm Mm-hmm. But I, but my experience in academia was that even in places where it didn't like, it didn't feel like we were in competition. It kind of was like we're in competition. There's a, there's an undercurrent of who's going to be the top, who's, who's gonna, you know, who's going to get the A's. Mm. Um, Yeah. There's something, there's something about like a, like it it feels like a, a pretty competitive environment and not in the sense of like, just like motivational but competitive in the sense of like there's a top and there's a bottom and you don't want to end up on the bottom Hmm. um and so and i wonder how much that can create a culture even in in an alumni 
you know, like, so when you're actually, then you, you go from your academic world into your professional world, like who's going to be the most learned, who's going to, who's going to be the person who says like, uh, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Like, I really don't. And, mm-hmm. um, versus like, I'm going to show I'm the competent person and have the correct answer and all of that. I don't know if I'm making sense, but no, you yeah, are making sense. Any of this is I even mean, relevant. Just hearing, you know, if I'm tracking, it's like the role that kind of expertise and academia and competition and being the best at or being really good at. Am I tracking kind of and like how that mm-hmm. comes into the comes into the space? And how it can live together like within within a profession, essentially. So like mm. When we all come together, normally we don't come together in the, that kind of environment because we're all off doing our own things, you know? Right, right. But when we do come together, like how much of that kind of academic um, thing still lives in the in between us? Yeah, it's interesting. I think maybe it, it was, if you were looking at my face, like, am I making any sense? <laughs> was was less about you making sense and more about me just kind of reflecting on my my experience of that, you know, and I don't experience it in a top, there's a top and there's a bottom and you don't want to end up on the bottom. And then I, because I feel like my own personal material around competence, I mean, this is just like a nuance difference, I think, in what you're saying, you know, that it's, it's, uh, you know, we all want to be together and demonstrate what, what good facilitators we are, like in the name of not, it feels less in competition and maybe I'm in denial, uh, but more in like, we're such a good group, you know, we're such a competent group, but I now can't tell apart. That's mm-hmm. very much my personal material, right. Of, of within myself, really wanting, really wanting to be a good facilitator. Like I was telling Jenny and Dylan, it's like, what's the the question or the thing or the activity that like gives people the insight and the revelation. And then, then I was being a good facilitator and therefore I'm very competent. Um, so I just I feel less like, am I on the in group or the out group, you know, mm-hmm. um, do people see me as a, as a competent facilitator and like the ways that my caring about that can, um, get in my own way, um, where I can keep myself comfortable and keep other people comfortable. Cause I'm more worried about competence and belonging perhaps than I am about, taking the risk to say the thing or not know, like, I don't know. Right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Or I don't have it articulated and just be like, Hmm, that moment feels like something I want to pause on. Mm-hmm. Cause it feels like we need to look at it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I feel like I need to say more than that. But I mean, what I was struck by yesterday and talking with Jenny and Dylan is can start with that's enough, you know, mm. Mm-hmm. It's like slowing down and being like, hmm, I don't know. <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't know. And what's it like for all of us to be in I don't know together? Mm-hmm. What does it feel like to just be in I don't know together? And what parts of us is trying to rush to Knowing. answering the question? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think as we've talked about before and, you know, one thing that Jenny and Dylan reminded us yesterday is like, who we all are navigating a lot of white supremacy, you know, and yeah. thinking about 
you know, how that's baked into a lot of the leadership development and organizational development. I mean, learning to your point, Greg, about Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what's in academia, what's the roots of where we learn our frameworks and all of our things. And even of the profession itself back in, in the 1940s and fifties and factory with, you know, white guys in power trying to get the most out of people. Yeah. But just feeling where we, we want to know, right. We want to go to action. So that part of white supremacy culture where we want to go to action, it makes it hard also to not know. Yeah. And there's, and there's something, I mean, we were talking about, about this a little bit in the before call, but like there's a little bit about when we get into the, when we try to go into the problem solving mode, that's the, that's the mode we're all comfortable in by mm-hmm. we like saying like white bodied folks and especially white bodied folks who've gone into this kind of a field, right. Where we're like in some ways supposed to be driving, helping drive clients towards some sort of outcome, you know, some sort of solved problem. I would imagine usually that's, yeah, know, right. I don't think most, I don't think most contracts have it in it. Like in the problem should be left unsolved. You know, it's like, it's like usually the, the deliverable is like the solution to some kind of a problem. Right. And there's a, so there's a comfort in the, in the, in that space and a profound discomfort in the space that is outside of that, of like uncertainty and, um, but that, but that, but that feels like where the disruption maybe lives and where the, the disorient, like the disorienting of the, what, what we've, you know, what we've centered in ourselves of, with whiteness lie probably lies outside of that field of comfort. So, so going towards mm-hmm. the discomfort, going towards the unknowing, the not knowing. I like the, I think the, in what you're saying there, like going towards the discomfort feels like a really accessible um, wayfinding thing for myself. You know, it's like, what, what would be the being aware of what's the discomfort I'm trying to avoid maybe step one. Mm -hmm. And then what's the move that I can make towards that. And I, Mm -hmm. I was also thinking about, you know, if those, if you're, if you're a facilitator, coach, trainer for a living, you're spending at at least 40 hours of your life in a particular way of orienting to the world. And I don't know if you can, like, yes, you can stop orienting to the world that way, but I know we all try and coach our partners <laughs> and our kids and like, <laughs> we can't stop, you know? So, you know, I think there is a, a question you and I were talking about this and Dylan and Jenny were kind of underscoring it. it's like, if we can look at these facilitation ways of being and coaching ways of being and there's strengths to them and they're lovely. And if we put them aside, Mm -hmm. you know, if we put them off to the side, what does that make possible? What does that leave? What do we feel? If, if we can't pick up any of those tools, like even if we just did a imagination experiment, Mm -hmm. right? If I can't go get all the things that I usually go get to respond to a situation, like I'll turn it over to the group to decide, like if you, if you couldn't do that, like what else Mm -hmm. might you do? Like just as a way to feel into the conditioning and the, 
the impact of that and what's on the other side and what we bump into. Well, if we're also, I think if we're not willing to set it down and take a step back and look at it, we can't necessarily see what's, what's driving it and what's, what's like, what's behind it and where, where, how it's, how it is potentially imbued with whiteness or patriarchy or other systems of oppression. Mm-hmm. I think it covers up our humanity. I mean, I know when I feel in that place in myself, I don't always feel, maybe I feel skillful or competent. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if people can feel my humanity. I've certainly mm-hmm. had colleagues that like when we go out to coffee, they're one way and then we do a project together and, uh-huh. you know, they're like, okay, I put on my consultant hat and I'm like, who are you? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't like this person. Please take it off. Please take it wait, off. Wait, 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 like, come on. I'm sure I do that too. I'm sure you've seen me do yeah. that, Greg, you know, so we it, do it in our own way. Yeah. So it's just what, what about that? And I, you know, I don't mean that in a jabby sort of, so what about that? It's like, huh. You know, where's our humanity in, in this? Yeah. Well, this, I mean, this, I, it actually feels connected to like, so the takeaway, one of the, one of the many takeaways that I had, but probably the strongest takeaway I had from our call yesterday with Jenny and Dylan was that the, the promise, which is probably an ill-fated promise and probably a dumb one to put on a website that we can be in these conversations as white bodied folks to get to the other side of tricky questions and tricky beliefs and, you know, examine all that internal mush in a way, in a judgment-free way Mm -hmm. Um, feels Mm. that, that feel it's, it's always felt important to me. Right. It's like, I like, and part of that is because I started this process. Like I started doing these programs with men and I, kind of came from the premise of one of the reasons men don't show up in this work is that we find, we feel like we're in a bind where we're told, stop talking, sit down, shut up, go to the back of the room. But then we're also told like, well, why aren't you in the work? <laughs> like, why are you doing the work? Where are you? Mm-hmm. And that feels like a bind, I think in a lot of men. And so I wanted to create a space that was like, look, you probably have questions and thoughts and ideas and perspectives that you feel like if you were to bring them into the room and say those things or ask those questions, you would get attacked or get criticized or it would at least feel like an attack. And what I wanted to do was create a space in which we could do that. Like, come bring it, bring it all. Like say, say the thing. And nobody's going to tell you you're bad, but we're going to explore why that idea is maybe not like useful or maybe the idea itself is bad, but that doesn't make you bad, right? Like that's mm. and discerning between those things. But I've, I've, I've internalized this idea of, okay, I don't want to, I want to basically create a space in which people can say what they need to say so we can get on the other side of it. But I think what I, one of the things I'm learning is that what that's done in some ways is it is preventing me from 
challenging some ideas as they happen mm. mm-hmm. because I don't want to come off as judgmental. But the end result, if not, if it's, you know, which I think is a totally like um, unintentional result, but it is the end result, is you end up again centering comfort. I end up centering comfort, the comfort of white-bodied folks. Right. And And yourself. What's that? And yourself. So you don't have to feel what it feels like to be to to actually to be judgmental, anything. yeah, yeah, yeah. What I well, I do actually. I do feel what it is like to be judgmental because it's not like I'm not having the thoughts, mm. right? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's happening inside of me. Like, but I'm not expressing it, and I'm not getting the result. I'm not getting it, like the 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 blowback from that, which is probably a at a certain for a certain percentage of the time would be met with some kind of defensiveness, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm not having to, you're right. Yeah. But the thing is, is like, and this is again, I think, you know, back to the idea of how the place of disruption lies outside of the field of comfort. And this work is not work of comfort. It is not, it is like, and that's, that's tricky, right? Because what we're trying to do is say, Hey, why don't you come to this program and pay a bunch of money for it and spend two hours a week for nine weeks being wildly uncomfortable? Yeah, that's, <laughs> you know, that's kind of the sales pitch in some ways. And there's a way in which I think even just that and, and being even just articulating that, I'm like, Ugh, I don't like that at all. Mm. Um, and you don't like the, the, inviting people to discomfort what don't you like i don't mean ultimately when it when it comes down to just here's here's what um here's what we're doing and here's what like in order to actually in order to in order to actually change and like learn in this field we're going to be uncomfortable and there's a part of me that yeah i i I definitely struggle with it i definitely do and Hmm. i think there's yeah, there's a way in which I'm I can just my, my like my stomach is in knots right now. Hmm. Yeah, I think that there's a way in which the you know, I I I know I know at a certain level mostly intellectually that in order to do this work, we have to be willing all of us and this is a, like everybody in it us included, especially us if we're leading it have to be willing to be deconstructed in some ways. And that feels really like that feels like a super, like a super edgy place for me to be, mm. especially in my positionality. And this is something, you know, I mentioned this yesterday, like it, it feels really tricky and trying to figure out exactly what the way to do that is. That isn't that, that is not perpetuating the things that I'm hoping to disrupt. So yeah, I'll leave it there. Yeah, I uh, actually just kind of wondering what the slowdown is here because there's like lots of words, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, f- to to have like your stomach feeling knots, like to have that come through, like something that you're like processing. I just wonder like what's underneath that if you. Mm. 
like slowed that down and it's like, Ooh, what's in those knots? I think it's just naming this stuff. You know I mean? I think the, the stuff we were talking about that you were feeling around competency. I, I mean, it, it's not that that doesn't live in me too. You know, it's definitely, and I think that there's a way in which, yeah, there's a part of me that's like, Ooh, yeah. Don't be seen as, don't be seen as that vulnerable in this space. Mm. What happens if, what happens if, you're vulnerable in that in this space. Well, the, the fear. I mean, there's there's lots of things that can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the fear is is that, um, yeah, you know, loss of credibility or loss of, mm. you know, um, yeah, loss of any loss of the whatever is necessary to be seen as somebody who somebody can people can learn from or be or be even saying that i don't like it i don't like saying learn from but maybe that's part of it maybe part of it is believe i believe somewhere that like there's something people should learn from me around about this work um i don't like that at all oh that feels gross (laughs) bumping into all sorts of things for for you to hang out with i don't like this at all shannon this is this is this is this is this is horrible yeah (laughs) we don't have to Keep going. No, 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 no. We should. This is like uh, exactly what this is all about, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can definitely touch into that that part. That's like okay, yep. There's a there's a belief that like okay, there's some information to impart here or a way of being, as opposed to what I think like my conscious intention is, which is to like create a space in which people can wrestle with this. And I think this comes down to, you know, some of the stuff Jenny and Dylan were talking about yesterday in, in terms of like, what are the, you know, what are the the outcomes that you're desiring or something, you know, like, like, do I believe that I'm here to change people mm. versus creating a, holding a space. And we're just like, look, you know, we're, we're people who believe we're committed to, you know, ending oppression. So how are we going to wrestle with that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it sounds, I mean, it sounds like there's some like narratives and stories in there about Mm -hmm. how meaningful it is to you to create and hold space and have space. I mean, I think you've been on the receiving end of like deeply held, well-held space Mm -hmm. that allows Mm -hmm that allows you to bump into your own insights. Right. And for you to, mm-hmm. to do the wrestling in a way that's very, I don't know, it's like on your own terms and at your own pace and, mm-hmm. and, you know, there's like consent to it and I'm kind of just making things up now versus like the fear of becoming the opposite of that. Right. Like the, uh-huh. the, this cis white man that has all the answers that's going to tell you where you did it wrong and explain to you where to do it and hundred percent all that stuff. And, you know, I'm, I'm just struck by like, even when you step into a space for, for wrestling, or now I'm thinking of our friend Whitney and like contact improv dance, you know, there's still Mm. a, there's still a way in which you, Greg can have a positive if not uncomfortable, mm-hmm. you know, observation about things that makes, you know, that is really supportive. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. You know, and I think that's where we yeah. were talking to both of us were bumping into like, oh, I need to trust that mm-hmm. I can be that person, you know, and I've mm-hmm. seen you be that person, but the way it feels mm-hmm. on the inside, that internal experience of like, oh my God, mm-hmm. I don't want to, I so don't want to make any mistake, mm-hmm. you know, being the judgmental yeah. person that I, I second guess and I hold back and then everybody ends up comfortable, except maybe you. <laughs> having a horrible internal experience. But like, I think there is something to part of the discomfort. You said there's something to deconstruct and to disrupt. Uh And I'm curious what that is for you. And I'm struck by how one of the next steps is we got to like, say the thing, right. And, Uh and say it and feel it and be Uh witnessed in it and see how it lands. And if someone thinks you're judgmental, well, then we'll wrestle with that. But, Mm-hmm. you know, it's like kind of the next level of getting into it with people. You know, and it makes me think of how do we create a space where we, we make this explicit too. Right. Like what's yeah, the risky, what's the sure. riskiest thing? I think I've been in spaces. It's like, what's the most uncomfortable thing you could think to say now, you know, and usually mm-hmm. it just, it's not actually a super huge thing. And someone mm-hmm. says it and we're like, Oh, that was it. That was really wise actually, you know, I do think this is why to to be in these conversations, you know, is there's a way in which it can get it can get said that like the thing the thing that needs to get said can get said where there's a charge behind it that's that's totally unconscious or definitely unintended. And then it can get said in a way in which it doesn't have a charge. I was you know, one example yeah. was this colleague that I'm working with. We were I, I don't know if I told this story at all on the podcast, but this colleague and I are working on a project and the, you know, we were talking about the challenges of bringing in conversations that revolve around equity in some way. And the team leader used a term that um, some consider to be an ableist term in describing himself. And the colleague I was with was like, well, let's just use that as an example. You know, you use this term and like, many see it as an ableist term and like, you know, so what does that mean and what's the impact it could have? And, and the team leader was like, well, see, this is the thing is like, like what you just did. I can't, I, I'm like really no good at conflict, you know? And so bringing that up is really hard for me. And she was like, my, my colleague said to him, well, I'm not in conflict with you. I'm just sharing information. Mm. Like that's all I'm doing is saying, Hey, like some people see this as an ableist term, her energy, her nervous system was completely mm. and utterly settled in a way that it got him, he didn't get defensive at all. He actually got curious about like how he could do that. And I think that there's a way in which that this conversation here is unpacking for me, like layers under the surface that have been operating that, if there's a if there's a part of me that's like, look, listen, person, I have something to teach you here. You're not getting it, and I'm trying to convey, re- reflect back something that that's going to come through, yeah. and it's going to trigger something. I think it's I'm I'm saying that to like encourage us all to to keep being in conversations like this where we're, you know, and probably in places where we know people like you and I know each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I, I, I would have had this conversation with Jenny and Dylan, no problem. Yeah. But I don't know if I would have it in a room full of people that I worked with every day or, um, 
didn't know. Yeah, I think it's so important to, I mean, this is where we need to be, keep bringing awareness on our own material and how if we're not aware of it, and even if we are, it can still bring a charge into a conversation that has an impact on somebody, whether it's someone thinking you're in conflict or someone who experiences that as harm and is harmed. Like, and I think this takes us right into the, into what Resma Manicum is saying and Angel Kyoto Williams about, we got to get our reps in because in some ways, right, Greg, there's no way for you to get through that by yourself with your journal. Mm -hmm. Like you need to step, step into it, like in our program, even as the facilitators or because we're the facilitators, right. Of Uh saying it and maybe being charged and letting us all be with that together, you know, so that all of our nervous systems can be in that experience and, you know, and get through it. So I, you know, I just want to just, to highlight in case you forget, because we forget and our yeah. listeners forget, like can't go figure that out by yourself. Just got to do it right here. Yeah. 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 There's something that, that I think it was Dylan said yesterday that I wrote down, which is something like sometimes people can't really understand their impact unless somebody right. in the space is activated. Yep. And that I thought was really interesting, right? The idea of like, Oh, so maybe actually part of the, the job is actually to get <laughs> to get activated and, and reveal it in a way that can be then worked with, but mm-hmm. it's probably less not not harmful, right? Or is you know, but or is is um, more concerned with the disruption than it is with the comfort. Well, I feel like we're kind of coming full circle. It's like you know, so can can you be in an activation or can I be in an activation and be like, whoa, I'm like I'm really. I'm really feeling this in my nervous system. I'm feeling like yeah. I did something totally incompetent and and I I need to say something about what just happened or what you just said that feels mm-hmm. important to the learning that we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. You know, and to to be able to to do that and I completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> but that uh but that feels important to just be able to do. Oh, that's where I was going. And that there's a way in which there's, there's humanity in that, right? So Mm -hmm. that idea of like where our facilitator um, things that we say and do, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, at least there's some humanity and like, well, I like I got a thing and but I'm not completely comfortable. And so like, and now we're in it, but I really, I care about you and I care about this and I care about our work. Right. Like you can feel each other in that. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Differently. Right. That makes the, and it's relational. It, right. At least, at least we're trying to stay relational by being, right. By being just a little in the messy, messiness. Well, I was just going to say, like, all this does is it just proves that this work is messy and uncomfortable, and all the things that we probably are trying to mostly avoid in our day to day lives, and wildly necessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it feels like everywhere you go, there you are. I mean, which is why this work can't be like a DEI initiative off to the side. Yeah. You know, cause it's just right. there all the time. And it can't be a place for us to go. I'm just thinking about this from, you know, I think I shared with you uh, something that a friend of mine, a friend of ours said the other day, which is like, it's easy for us to step for people to step into this work as a way of proving to themselves who they are. Mm. 
as opposed to stepping into this work with the intent of deconstructing harmful systems that live within us. Mm-hmm. Those are different things. Mm-hmm. And, and if what we want to do is prove to ourselves that we are, that we are who we believe we are, which I think, I think it's probably fair to say that most white bodied people think that they're good people who don't have ill intent towards others and who don't want to see people suffer. I think, mm-hmm. I think that that's probably true. I've, I've said this to a couple of people of color. I know who said, I don't know that that's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but it's true with most of the people I know, I think. Um, but it doesn't mean that we don't inflict harm and that we don't actually um, uh, cause problems and we don't perpetuate systems of oppression. We do. Um, and if we're actually serious about taking a look at that, we need to be serious about deconstructing ourselves in some way. And that's very different than going to a workshop so that I can feel good about myself for going to the workshop. Yeah. I have kind of two closing thoughts. I'm looking at our time here and thinking maybe we can head towards wrapping up. But one thought is, you know, deconstructing harmful systems that live in us. And we've been talking a lot about discomfort and I just want to bring in the liberation and the healing that I've experienced through doing this work, you know, so that feels like a really amazing byproduct of trying to create a different world and stop systems of oppression. But I also just invite us all to remember that, you know, it's, it's, that is possible that will happen. And maybe that makes it feel like, I think there is a lot of comfort or a lot of uh, highlighting the discomfort and the awkwardness and the, you know, the shame and the guilt and all the things that we feel like, and, and Mm -hmm. there's more, you know, and when I hear Portia talk about, you know, being a love prophet and bringing that energy into this work that she does with white women in particular, it's like, oh yeah. Or bell hooks, Mm -hmm. how much they talk Mm -hmm. about love and healing. And so I just, I just wanted to bring that in, um, you know, I think deconstructing and all that stuff sometimes can also feel really intellectual. Um, you know, so there is a whole somatic healing component to this. Um, and then I was talking to a, a woman of color the other day and she's like, can we just talk about it? You know, I just want to talk about it. Like that would be progress if we mm-hmm. could move from mm-hmm. like frozen carefulness and tiptoeing mm-hmm. around. If we could just talk about it, like mm-hmm. we can handle it. Um, what we can't mm-hmm. handle is just avoiding it or vagaries. Yeah. You know? All the posturing. Yeah. yeah. And just sort of like, come on already. Um, yeah. So kind of, I say that to myself too, like, come on already. <laughs> like, yeah. Go ahead. Be incompetent. Who cares? Yeah. I appreciate that. I appreciate your bringing in the, the, the liberation because there's a lot in it for us and and maybe sometimes in order to be motivated in it, we have to be willing to, we have to look at it that way. Mm-hmm. Like what's in it for me, um, you know, and there is a lot in it for us. Mm-hmm. I think we're, we are also harmed by these systems in ways. And I think one of the ways that we're harmed by them is we have no idea of what's possible for our relationships with people whom we have been conditioned to be in, you know, uh, to, to, to dehumanize into other. Yeah. And that's, there's a lot of loss in that. I don't a think lot. we realize it. Mm-mm. 
to not just be in to not just be in a consumptive relationship where it's about entertainment or about extraction checking or consumption. Out some box, mm-hmm. But like it's actually about real real deep relationship and you know, and there's a there's a lot more too. So yeah. I think it's I think it's really important that you brought that piece in. Um and, and that'll be a nice little surprise and bonus for anybody who made it all this way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So so this Thanks. is, you know, so come come to our program that starts September eleventh and be uncomfortable and uh work towards your own liberation and the liberation of others. Mm-hmm. Thanks for sharing s- Greg and going into some of what was coming up for you in real time here and mm, yeah, appreciate that. being vulnerable in front of who knows how many people. So just really appreciate at least one. you doing that. At least, <laughs> at least one. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Shannon. I appreciate your slowing it down and um, staying with it. And I'm excited about this program. I'm, I, you know, I hope that you'll consider coming and joining. Um, there's info in the connection works website about it and we are both available to talk about it. So there's a little, you can click on a button on that web page that's in the show notes and schedule a call with one of us mm-hmm. and we would be happy to chat about the program and what it could look like. And um, this is going to come out before the September 1st. So if you get this before September 1st and you sign up, we will send you a copy of one of the four books we recommend folks be familiar with. You get to choose which one. My Grandmother's Hands, So You Want to Talk About Race, How to Be an Anti-Racist, or Me and White Supremacy. So that could be a thing Little for you. sign-up bonus. I also yep. wanted to just um, tell folks that we've confirmed our guest speakers. We have three amazing... They're not speakers, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so not what happens. <laughs> yeah, they're yes, speakers. No, non speakers. Our uh our colleagues and, and co facilitators. We have Aaron Johnson from Holistic Resistance uh coming in. We have Jenny uh Pearl coming in and we also have Adam Slade. So three of the nine sessions will have awesomeness brought in by yes. those three folks. And and if you want to learn more about them. You can learn more about them on earlier episodes of our podcast, or you could click on the links that I'll put in the show notes about each one of them. Yeah. Do you have access to Aaron's um, Ted talk you can put in the show notes? I do. Yeah. Let's yeah. put that Aaron in there. Johnson just did a TEDx talk in UC Irvine mm-hmm. about his program, the project, the chronically undertouched program, which will probably blow your mind. Yeah. Yeah. So, Great. All right. I think that's, that covers everything. Um, you know, if you like, if you like things, please leave a review, shoot us an email at Greg at Gregory or Shannon at connectionworks.com with all your questions, concerns, jokes, <laughs> recipes, all that stuff. That sounds good. Or some introductory <laughs> question. You can send us a check-in question. Like, would you two please discuss Share with us your favorite way to make toast. Okay, there we go. (laughs) All right, till next time, peoples. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, thank you so much. Thank you, Shannon. Thanks, Greg. Bye. Bye. Bye.